The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. For all you young millennial assholes that keep going out and partying, go home. Stop killing old people, please. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. A special quarantine edition of the Armstrong and Getty Show, live from Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. The most important question I have is, what color is the shirt I'm wearing? Because I'm colorblind. The light's so dim in here, I think it's green. It's my intention that it's green. It's like baby food-ish. Yeah, it's yeah. Is it's it in like, the green came out world? Of the south end of a yeah, baby like, like peas, baby food peas. Yeah, but it's green. Like yeah. It's yeah, green. You get credit. Yeah, I can't tell blue from brown from green from. Okay. Right, and I'm today, giving a light And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the strong, the resilient people of the United States of America. Once again, our general manager today. Wow, you're Churchillian. That's what I'm going for. So, I don't know Joe Getty well. What's he like? Eh, Churchillian is the word people use. So we got the first major area of the country on lockdown, European style. Mm-hmm. The Bay Area of California, you might not know this because it's getting no national news coverage. 
If it were happening in the Northeast, it would be the only story in America. The fact that 7 million people are being told to stay in their houses is uh, pretty extraordinary, I would say. Uh, but, uh, uh, yes, yeah. Um, and we'll be talking about that and all kinds of different stuff throughout the day on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Second biggest percentage loss in the stock market in 128 years yesterday, which is a pretty major story also. Just short of the second circuit breaker. Really? Yeah, it was like... So hitting that next one, huh? It, that, that one triggers at 13%. I think at its lowest, it was down like 12.9-something. All right, wow. negative Nellies. Time for Winston to step in again. Eh, it's, it's We're in Crazyville, no doubt. When you're in Crazyville, you're going to see crazy stuff and crazy people. But we'll be pulling through Crazyville back to Normalton before long. We'll be fine. So do These you... These uh... stock market drops are... They're just... They're interesting. They're interesting to observe. So are you against mentioning the second biggest drop on 128 years in the stock market? Just no. short of the circuit breaker. Listen to you throwing, <laughs> throwing around those big numbers. I'm not against it. And just as, want to keep it in perspective. As a percentage, <laughs> yes. not as in points. That, that's, that's, the, that's the when they're lying to you. As a percentage, that's astounding. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There are now in Europe, so you got 7 million people locked down in the United States. In Europe, there are 100 million people that are not supposed to leave their homes. Uh-huh. That's a lot of people. It's extraordinary. And one of the things we'll be talking about today in reference to the Bay Area, California, and the various other states and regions that are uh, implementing mm, stay-at-home requests, orders, lockdowns, etc., <laughs> is, is what it all means. That's, that's the requests. That's the question. Like, I was talking to a business owner. This is, so this is the story. One thing about this whole thing is everything changes so fast. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Everything changes so fast. Whether it's your attitude for how serious this is or, you know, what the latest is on, on, on stock market rules or whatever. If you, if you, if you took a nap for an hour when you wake up, everything's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to a business owner last night. He said when the governor of his state announced blah, blah, blah is supposed to close, he said, I was calling friends. I was talking to people. Nobody had any idea. Is this the law or is it a suggestion? Do I get a fine? Right. I mean, what? And a business owner. Right. He said it took me a long time to figure out. Oh, it's just a suggestion. Never mind a regular citizen. Go, a citizen going about their business. Right. So yeah, there is a heck of a lot of uh, lack of clarity. And so which yesterday, we'll attempt to deal with. Yeah, yesterday when the news came out that the entire Bay Area of California, seven million people, as I've mentioned, were on some sort of lockdown. Trying to figure out, and depending on the news source you went to, it had different wording. Trying to depend out on on, on what level of suggestion it was. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be a good idea to, you better stay home, to stay home or you're under arrest. Where on the scale was that? I don't know. Depends on who you ask. Well, and then there's the wording of the report and the reality on the ground. Uh, those of us, particularly those of us in blue states, are used to these grand and eloquent pronouncements about the new law. But then you go to cops and they'll say, how the hell are we going to enforce that? We don't have time to catch the criminals. Which doesn't do anybody any good, obviously, uh, because it makes people kind of cynical. Right. Uh, yeah, in the best case, they're confused. I will tell you this, though. There is no dispute, none, that... Getting together less, brushing up against people uh, less. Rubbing up against people, <laughs> stroking strangers. Hey, hey, what? hey, hey. 
uh, coughing on people, the rest of it, uh, to the extent that we can minimize all this, it's a very good thing. You're unlikely to get your head cracked open because you leave your home. So I'll read I'll read part of one paragraph and then move on from uh, I think it was from the San Francisco Chronicle yesterday when the story broke that they were uh, that got the new new rules European style rules. The order falls just short of a full lockdown, which would forbid people from leaving their homes without explicit permission. Okay, so not you're not forbidden. Then the next sentence is the order calls for county and city sheriffs or police chiefs to ensure compliance. You're ensuring compliance with something that's not forbidden? Exactly. I don't know what that means. So I'm not forbidden from leaving my home, but the police are out there to ensure that I follow the rules. Exactly. You've got it now. I I have no idea what that means. They will repeat the first thing you said, but in a louder voice. You're really, really encouraged to stay home. All right? All right. And i got to admit, the way I'm built, constitutionally speaking, I need to know. To a police officer, are you telling me I'm under arrest, or do I, as a free citizen, get to walk over there? Right. I would like to know. Am I being detained? Yeah. Um, and- it, it is not accidentally that the city mothers and fathers and the uh, the county authorities in these various places in the U.S. that are doing this sort of thing. It's no mistake that they're being a little bit vague. and And I have some sympathy for them. I'm also watching them like a hawk. But Churchillian is what you are. Thank you. But they want to give it as much heft as it can possibly have in terms of compliance without truly unleashing the dogs of martial law. I mean, which would be that would be beyond the pale. I mean, that would be a, a moment in American history that I don't think we want to deal with right the now. The dogs of law? The the dogs of martial law. Mm. Yes, they're, they're actually, they're very beautiful. Are they like a spaniel? or? Oh, no, 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 no. They're more like a German shepherd. Wow. But they shed a lot. And that's one of the reasons <laughs> you don't want to unleash them. So they want everybody to realize, hey, dudes, this is serious. We're not going to throw you in jail if you're walking down the street, but it's really, really serious. Okay, you have some sympathy toward that. I have no sympathy toward not treating us like grownups. Say that out loud. Oh, I, well, it doesn't matter. I was going to say, I demand you go to the mall and stand there for half an hour and look at people. Don't hint that it's a rule and it's not a rule. Don't treat me like I'm a child. Tell me what's going on here. Well, I I appreciate that point of view very much, and I share it to a large extent. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed this. Many people are morons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a feeling this is going to be the worst St. Patrick's Day ever. I just think. Oh, it ain't going to be a good one. I just feel like it's ruined. You'll notice. Thanks, China. I, Joe Getty, Irishman to my core, am, as usual, not wearing green. It's a culture, not a costume. Oh, wow. I'm okay. Irish 365 days a year. I'm not going to be your dancing leprechaun. So you're angry at people like me who wear green on this day because we're it's cultural appropriation. It's racism. You pinch me for not wearing green? We're fighting, and that's the most Irish thing there is about me. <laughs> You're not Attaboy, wearing green, Sean. Yeah. No, I, not intentionally. I didn't even write any. No, I, I may have to take this off because it is kind of green. Now you're just now you're pandering to me. No, no, no. This I, is this. I check your privilege. Check your privilege. Legit had no idea what day it was. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing okay. I, I'm struggling here because um, you know I want to be helpful and not spread you know spread this thing but at the same time i also want to live my regular life and so i'm trying to 
find that narrow, you know, that that line, for example, uh, of you know going out, I guess, just for essential things. Yeah. Well, I don't, uh, you know, I only know what you've shared on the air, but it seems like your life isn't that much different from right. mine in that. Yeah. We both seem like we're on lockdown our whole lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you people have nothing to worry about from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. I only go from home to work but anyway. I, I, I never was, go to a restaurant. I was reading about that lockdown that you were just describing, and it said, um, except you could go out except for essential gatherings. And I kept thinking, what is an essential gathering? Is that uh, like a Pokemon? Funeral? Pokemon is on the a list. A bachelor party? You know, Squirt I have dances. <laughs> I mean, are you going to have to describe to the cop? Listen, I haven't seen this guy in three years. He's a good friend of mine. I got to go to his bachelor party. That's why I'm out here. Yeah, it said you had to be six feet away from somebody in, uh, when you're walking if they're right. not a family member. Right. Or I'll what? I get a ticket for five feet apart? I don't, I don't know what's happening there. It's advice, Jack. It's advice. There's po- strong advice. But you can't follow that phrase with, and the police will be driving around to ensure that people oh, are complying. Yes, sure they will. <laughs> Absolutely. Yet that happened. Apparently they did <laughs> yeah. follow that with that. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. Through necessity often uh, comes innovation. We kind of saw a small sample of that with the audience-free debate on Sunday yeah. night. I think yeah. universally people are like, yes, let's keep that going forward. Coronavirus or not, um, I think another thing is coming out of the uh, the uh, the movie theaters, or rather the 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 studios that produce the movies. Uh, Universal is the first to announce that they are going to make uh, worldwide releases. The the theatrical release during this time are also going to be available to watch at home oh. for a forty eight hour rental period. The fees kind of being thrown around somewhere around twenty bucks. To uh to watch that at home, in you can the... watch a new movie at home, but it's twenty dollars. Of course, yeah. it cost you that much if you went out. So, and it's scale like if you have a family, if you have three kids, you're spending way more than twenty bucks to and go see I, a movie. And right? I don't have to put on pants. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. right. Hmm. Which is awesome. But you can. So yeah, I can. You, perhaps you should. Well, I don't have to. Will police make me comply with that? <laughs> we are insisting people put on <laughs> pants. <laughs> So I hope this becomes a thing going forward. Yeah, I think that's that's might. that's an excellent idea for, uh, particularly as box office receipts and stuff tend to not be what they what they once were. Similar, we've been talking about online colleges. Maybe this changes us toward that direction in a way that is good. I would certainly hope so. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, March seventeenth, known as St. Patrick's Day, the year twenty twenty. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. My administration is recommending that all Americans, including the young and healthy, work to engage in schooling from home when possible, avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people, avoid discretionary travel, and avoid eating and drinking at bars, restaurants, and public food courts. Don't take away my food courts, man. You'll pry the S borrow out of my cold, dead hands. Is there anything more American than a food court? <laughs> oh, no kidding. How does uh food court is now in session? How does mailbag look? <laughs> it's very nice. It, it includes um some powerful words from the good folks. Okay. They're really stepping up. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com anytime. We've got some people with so a little behind the scenes on how what they're calling shelter in place rolled out yesterday in right. a major uh, metropolitan area of the United States uh, about like everything else has been rolled out over the last couple of weeks, it looks like. Right. I have been studying the wording very carefully, and uh, and this is not, I'm not saying this in a cynical way, because I think the, the order, it says that the first word is order. 
It's kind of voluntary plus. It's like you're paying for more legroom on an airplane flight. It's it's voluntary plus. Okay. Um, because it to summarize it briefly, it's the student council president at a meeting saying, "Listen, folks, we're going to settle down right now, or there will be repercussions." It's really not exactly clear what those repercussions are and how well they could be enforced. And how he would have the power to do it. But if you respect that person and you think he or she is right, then you'd probably settle down. Hmm. That's the feel of this. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, we'll get into it. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What's your reality? Wherever you are, 415-295-KFTC, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. God, we've got so much to talk about. What's closed where? What authority do they have to even do that? Um, various ideas for fixing this. Mitt Romney's talking about handing out $1,000 to everybody to try to deal with this. What? Says Andrew Yang. <laughs> Mitt Romney's idea. <laughs> Why I oughta. Congress uh, is also about to pass a gigantic stimulus package, stimulus and making people good package. Bailout is the common term, Jack. I'm trying to avoid it, but, you know, might as well use it, I suppose. It's going to take a lot to make me good. Don't don't confuse bailout with mailbag. Similar sounding words. This is mailbag. Our freedom-loving quote of the day, continuing on with our Samuel Adams series. How appropriate is this? We cannot make events... Our business is wisely to improve them. There you go. Or as Abe Lincoln said, I confess uh, freely that I have not been, uh, what did he say? Uh, I have not been uh, in charge of these events. I have not made them happen. I'm just trying to do my best as they come along. It doesn't matter. We tend to blame whoever's in charge at the time bad things occur. You do. I don't because I'm Churchillian. Nice note from Mike here who describes his circumstance and then says some... Radio offers a certain intimacy and companionship, which the print, television, even social media are not able to offer. Thank God for radio during these difficult times. You're not getting that sense of urgency from your printed newspaper? I mean, admitted intimacy? No. No. Yeah. Nobody is from a printed newspaper. And uh, what I'm getting is mostly hatred from social media. So, uh, Tara writes, please keep the Armstrong and Getty show going during the government-imposed isolation. Your daily humor will keep me from popping my kids' heads off. Well, <laughs> certainly, uh, I assume that's metaphorical. And then you're not actually going to decapitate your children. Uh, then she says, uh, I'm flooded and grim right now. Yeah, I got to say, the very town that I was talking about yesterday morning being normal on Sunday night was kind of like a ghost town last night. Yeah. Mm. That's how quickly things change. And then very briefly, Ed says, you guys are the best. Uh, your analysis of the crisis is the most measured, accurate, non-sensational that I've seen anywhere or heard anywhere. Uh, tell your friends to tune in. Seriously, that would be helpful to us. And, uh, and, and we're trying to manage this in a non-sensationalistic you know, way. So if that flavor suits you.
Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, the U.S. If we overreact, we're going to waste some money. If we underreact, we're going to count our losses in lives and money. This is not to me. This to me, this is not a close call. We got to get much more serious than we are. So, doc- that's some Harvard smarty pants <clears throat> this morning, talking about the various lockdowns and freedoms being restricted, etc., and saying, "Well, it is going to hurt the economy." But we're either going to have a bunch of dead people and it'll hurt the economy, or we can just hurt the economy without the dead people. Right. Which uh, makes sense to me. And it is a, I was about to say near unanimous um, point of view among health experts, but I'm not sure why I'm saying near. Um, anybody who, who is is downplaying this thing at this point is a crackpot. So, or so it would seem. As of last night, there are about 4,700 confirmed cases in the United States. The most interesting part of that is that is a 23% increase from the day before. And 85 deaths, a 23% increase from the day before. Which, uh, you know, if you keep those increases going at that rate, can explode pretty fast. Sure. Well, and Dr. Fauci has been pretty clear. I'm, I, I, I wish more people had heard it. He made it clear that in his business, epidemiology, spreading, studying the spread of diseases, the data you get is always way behind. And so the data, so what we're doing now, the precautions, the lockdowns, the rest of it is not based on the data we have, but on his field's knowledge of, oh my God, if I'm seeing a thousand, that means it's X thousand, really. And so if it seems like an overpreaction, if you will, that's because of the way epidemiology works. The White House released even stricter public guidance yesterday, although we'll talk more uh, in a little bit about how it's all about local. We got what is the point of some guy in 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 some of our cases three thousand miles away declaring this or that? Um, right. Uh, uh, more local control, but um, the president now says no groups larger than ten, no gatherings larger than ten. Yeah, decent sized Catholic family, uh, a fairly uh, <laughs> successful radio show. You got right. ten people hanging around. Sure. sure. I just walked in the control room and Hanson said, "You're standing awful close there." Yeah. That's not six feet. boy, Hanson. Way to enforce it. Yeah. You see some of the, the Fox programs, they're, like their, their couch, their broadcasting couch, they only have two people on it, and they're kind of on opposite ends, and they're piping in other people. They're doing social distancing on set. Good. Good. Especially with all that bare skin. It's probably a good <laughs> idea. Just from a hashtag me too standpoint. Listen, uh, number one, great point, Jack. Uh, everybody looking well, to I, our I king. I can't wait to hear what it was. The, oh. Our king, the president, right. when the vast majority of what's going to happen is going to happen at the state and county levels. And, uh, Not that the feds don't have a role, but, you know. And for all kinds of good reasons, including the way the founding fathers designed the country. But, um, as I did a lot of reading this morning, because we've been talking about this for the last week, can they do that? Who, did anybody know they could do that? So-and-so announcing all the restaurants are closed, for instance. Well, or canceling an election, right. postponing it in Ohio. Governor DeWine there has stepped in it. Uh, we'll outline that for you. It's mostly just really confusing. I'll read more about this later, but I did a deep dive on the legality of all this stuff, and it's pretty damned interesting. The simplest way to put it is, as you know, having lived through 9-11, for instance, the President of the United States can do practically anything in a wartime situation. Practically anything. Um, that's just the powers the President was given. Mm-hmm. Well, the President can't do 
can't do practically anything in a situation like this, but your governor can. The same power a president has in wartime, a governor has in this situation, Mm -hmm. in any state, and can do practically anything. Practically anything. Mm. Um, And there's a bunch of Supreme Court rulings uh, showing that. And you shut down your business, they shut down your, they say your business is closed and you lose money. Sorry, you're out of luck. Supreme Court has ruled a number of times. They don't, the government doesn't owe you any money. It had to be done. Mm. It sucks to be you. Right. The government will be giving you money, I think, for political reasons. Right. But it's that's not a required. Diff- that's a different question. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, governors, and then think about that, because, you know, depending on where you live and what period you're talking about, I've known a number of half-wit governors. Please, Ainsley, <laughs> and they're being given—they're being given that kind of power to do practically anything. Yeah. yeah, we need to shut down this freeway. This sector of the business needs to be closed for mm-hmm. this long. No gatherings of this many people. And the governor—how did he make that decision? Doesn't matter. He's got the power to do it. So. Right, at least temporarily, yeah. and until some court weighs in. Uh, two uh, points that you probably need to hear if you violate the order. To hunker down in one of, for instance, the affected counties in the Bay Area of California, although this list will be growing by leaps and bounds, I have a feeling. You will be guilty of being an imminent threat to public health, which is a misdemeanor. It is hard to imagine exactly who will be charged and how. As the list of exemptions, the list of reasons you can be out and about are as long as my arm. Quite literally, it's a couple of different, a couple of sheets of paper. Um, you have short arms. I do, I do. I'm like a T Rex, um, but uh, it, it is rather long. But yes, that's the crime. You are an imminent threat to public health. And the other essential piece of information I've, here, I've probably been that various times in my life. An imminent threat to public health. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, public mental health. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Here is the key piece of information, and I say this to the brave, brave little men who are working on this radio show right now. Fellas, we are officially an essential business. Oh, we're listed? We are. Yeah. We are. I, I mentioned on the Twitter last night. Uh, it, Look it, at Michael. Look at that he, high I think school he, guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Look at the spring in Michael's step right now. His chin's a little higher. Is That's it right. Be, is it because, as I tweeted, the world needs a clown? <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm here to impart... Most critical information. The, the world needs a clown. A clown is an essential part of society. Yeah. And or the word. As we don't have government radio stations at this point. Well, there's kind of one. Um, or government newspapers. Like Venezuela. So I really like the, 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 the Anthony Fauci. Lindsey Graham just tweeted that he's a national treasure. I think everybody is really digging this act. And he's considered the best on uh, epidemics and that sort of stuff in the country. He's also one of those people, um, he became famous, and I was not aware of this, during the HIV-AIDS thing when that whole thing exploded. Mm-hmm. I wasn't following that in the same way, but he was also famous for the fact that he ran seven miles a day while while working 15-hour shifts and everything like that. One of those guys, huh? Well, now that he's 80 years old or whatever he is, he's had to cut way back. He now only runs three miles every single day while working 15 hours a day Slacker. On, on this. Wow. Why am I not built that way? Wow. But, uh, but but the reason I mention him is we're hearing a lot from him. He's not the only doctor in America with uh, great credentials with an opinion on how things ought to be run. We'll hear from another one here in just a second, and he's talking some pretty strong talk, so stay tuned. Wow. Okay. Brace yourselves. 
a uh, safety of various sorts is in the news these days. You need to keep your home safe. We all know that property crime is uh, on the rise. Simply safe is everything you need in a home security system, award-winning protection, but none of the long contracts or messy installs of the traditional security system. Well, we're not in the, the we're the kind of people that are out to, to scare you into this. But like a buddy of mine the other day who's never owned a gun said, I think it might actually be time for me to get a gun. Well, maybe it's actually time for you to get a home security system, especially one that you could install yourself in 30 minutes to an hour in your own home, and you're not locked into a contract, and you can do a 60-day risk-free trial with free shipping, so I don't know why you wouldn't try it. Everything from outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts to uh, interior motion sensors and the rest of it. This is top-notch security, but without the downsides of the other ones. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply is S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to start that 60-day risk-free trial. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Do it today. This guy's named Dr. Ashish Jha. He's a Harvard dude, and he was on MSNBC this morning saying this. You said uh... Uh, I was reading you on Twitter before you came on, Dr. Jha. You're now calling for a national quarantine. Can you explain yeah. what exactly that would look like in this country? Yeah, you know, this is, look, I don't say this lightly, and I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and what I'm watching the data, um, America, you know, just, we're up to 4,500 cases. I think most experts I talk to, my own uh, guess is that we probably have 30, 40,000 Americans infected right now, and it's growing exponentially. Um, I, and, and our hospitals and emergency rooms are not ready. And so what we have two choices. Basically, I, we can either have a national quarantine now, two weeks, get a grip on where things are, and then reassess. Or we can not wait another week, and when things look really terrible, be forced into it. Hmm. And that's going to last much longer. Many more people will die. So those are really our two choices. Um, get ahead of it or wait until we're even further behind. What it's going to look like is Italy. You know, essential services will stay open, groceries and pharmacies, uh, but non-essential stuff. People have to stay at home. No public gatherings. Uh, certainly, no bars, no restaurants. It's going to be really hard and economically very tough. But the alternative is economically even more devastating. So, I don't. I think we're be- between a rock and a hard place. We got to make the right call. So uh, that's already what's happening in the Bay Area of California with seven million people, but. That is a pretty good argument to me. We can either do a two-week quarantine, which would, you know is weird and crazy, and who thought it would ever happen in our lifetimes, or we can do like a two-month quarantine starting in a week because we're forced into it, as he said. With many, many thousands of deaths. Yeah, and listen, for those of you who are of uh, the more skeptical bent, more individualist, not prone to, uh, to getting in pens and being treated like sheeps, uh, yeah, us too, absolutely us too. Um, if you've listened for any length of time, you know that to be true. So as skeptics, professional skeptics, uh, I will tell you, just speaking for myself, the the opinion of those who know seems to be overwhelming, practically unanimous, that this is necessary. I think it's going to happen. And, so- and with all due respect to the fact that academics are way too quick to say, yeah, we got to shut our businesses. That right. would be better. They don't have to make a payroll, and they never have. And they never will. With all due respect to that point of view. So he thinks, you know, I just read the official data is about 4,000 cases. He thinks it's 40,000 cases. That's back to what I was talking about with Dr. Fauci. The data you have now is a fraction of what's actually happened. I was just reading a, a description on, I forget what website this morning, of a doctor saying, so you're a person, you've got it right now, you have no idea you have it, you walk into a restaurant and cough, 
That guy over in the booth gets it. He doesn't have symptoms for a week. He has no idea where he got it. You don't even know you've got it. Right. That's how it's spreading around right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bet. using a lot of soap. Good idea. That's a good tip, Bernie. Yeah. Ber- Thank Bernie you. is keeping us on top right. of it. Right. And you hang in there, Bernie. You're not all, you're not through. Don't let don't listen to the talking heads. Keep reminding us, Bernie, of how we're supposed to deal with this. I'm uh, using a lot of soap. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's the leadership we need. So far, every step of the way of, could that actually happen? It looks like it's happening. It's happening of closing schools, canceling the NBA, everything else. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do the full-on national lockdown. I think that's going to come. And if we are, his point is, if we're going to end up doing it anyway, it's way better to do it today than next week. Right. By far. It's it not will even be close. shorter. It's just, a, ma- yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of math. Yeah. With all due respect to the absolute gut-wrenching stress small business owners are under right now. But uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what Congress is proposing to help you all out, uh, both employees and business owners, um, because America is hearing your groans and your stresses. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. A good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. There you go. Act like you got it now. Please, I'm talking to you, people I see coughing or sneezing without covering your mouth. Come on now! Where's that Hillary Duff clip? That's what he's talking about, you blanking millennials. You're going to kill grandma. Don't worry about getting it. You're giving it. You're you're giving it. The politics around this are interesting now and will continue to get more interesting as you have the Ohio governor canceling the primary polls amidst all sorts of all-night confusion. He issues an order. The courts say you can't do that. The legislature spouts off. Different courts get involved. Long story short, nobody's exactly sure what's going to go on. Canceling um, the electoral process is a pretty big deal. It is indeed. Florida plunging ahead, as is utterly corrupt Illinois, where C- I grew up. Coming up right after the top of the hour, we'll go in uh, depth of what's happening in the Bay Area of California and the six counties locked down and all that sort of stuff. It's it's an historic event. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, it's coming to you. It's almost unquestionably coming to you, no matter where you are. Uh, meanwhile... Congress and the Trump administration are working on a package of around $850 billion to stanch the uh, economic freefall caused by the coronavirus. It is going to be uh, flooding the economy with cash through payroll tax or other mechanism. Yes? Was that number come to for any particular reason, or is it like TARP? Remember, it turned out TARP, which was $800 million. They just wanted a number that sounded big. Yes, that's it, it, part of it. Yeah. It that's is. part of it. Well, and they have made preliminary studies of what's going to be needed, but the idea that this is some number that will endure is is silly. It'll it'll change. Yeah, but I saw I saw some analysis. Of course, any economic analysis you could find somebody that would dispute it, but indeed. So, uh, the the stock market had the second biggest percentage drop 
in 128 years yesterday. Mm-hmm. And some of the analysis was this package being this size scared people to death, saying interest rates are zero and you're going this big with the package already? Oh, my God, this is worse than we thought. Right, right. Scared people off. Yeah, yep. It's and, an interesting and, point. And the idea that there's nowhere to go from here. You just announced nearly a billion dollars, or a, sorry, a trillion dollar package, and interest rates are zero. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go from here. And that scared people. Another trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So $50 billion directed specifically to help the airline industry, which is being decimated and is considered critical infrastructure. Give us more seat space. A $100 billion package aimed to provide sick leave for impacted workers, though the details of that remain very fluid. There will be loan guarantees for small businesses, grants, and all sorts of stuff. The administration of this is going to be a monumental task. But Congress is aware from the waitress to the guy who owns the restaurant to the airline industry that this is going to cause enormous devastation and we're going to try to prevent some sort of tanking of the economy, deflation, and and there's almost certainly going to be a global recession. Um, but, but again, that just means, you know, the economy shrink for a little bit and then they start growing again. Uh, there's no reason to panic, but they're trying to minimize the damage to the tune of around a trillion dollars. I ought to throw this in just because it's a burr in my saddle. I rode a mule to work. Um, <laughs> Biden the other night in the debate, and you're hearing this a lot on your Trump hating media, uh, that the Trump administration turned down test kits from the WHO. Biden said it in the debate the other night. Well, politica, politic, PolitiFact uh, looked into the truthiness of that and said the WHO never offered to sell test kits to the United States, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is a mostly false claim from Joe Biden. Right. And certainly meant to be misleading. Right. So uh, also, with the way the announcement was rolled out yesterday for the, the San Francisco Bay Area lockdown, what are they calling it? Stay in your home? Home quarantine? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Stuck in your house? <laughs> we got to look up the official name. What is it called? Shelter in place. Shelter in place. It's a term got, I'm hearing a lot. we got to figure out your microphone so the first word doesn't get cut off. It's weird. Um, shelter in place. Yeah. Did, did, I would you say that? I would like to know, was shelter in place some, something somebody came up with yesterday? Is that in a statute going back to 1850? That's an interesting term. But anyway, watching the rollout of that... And the haphazard reporting and officials not knowing this or that. Oh, we got it. I'm in Santa Clara County, uh, Santa Clara City. This is the San Francisco Bay Area. We just got this text. I talked with a cop yesterday, and the health department made the announcement, but the cops knew nothing about it. They didn't know this was coming at all. So people were starting to ask them questions. I don't know. What are you talking this about? This is news to me. <laughs> right. But so seeing that should help Trump in that you see, hey, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? Making these giant historic announcements about things. Yeah, I think the hyper-partisanship is starting to die down. I would hope. Your Trump-hating channels just droning on and on and on about ineptitude and ruining the country. The pro-Trump channels acting as if nothing's happening. I think people are, you know, settling the heck down. How about we beat up people for doing a bad job uh, after it's over? Oh, yeah. Plenty of time for that. Oh, yeah, and they'll get a good solid beating. But for now, we just have to solve this thing. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.